Hi, and welcome to the For Us podcast. I'm your host, Nandini Venudia. This is a self-care podcast for the next generation of leaders, change makers, and people who are passionate about themselves. Here, we learn how to apply self-care tools into our daily lives. We're all learning and growing, so let's do it together. This podcast is not just for you, not just for me, but for us, for all of us. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the For Us podcast. I hope you guys are having a good week so far. Also, just as a disclaimer, if my audio is a little wonky or like echoey today, I apologize for that. I am in a different place than where I normally record. So I apologize for that in advance. But let's get into today's episode, as always, with the three things that I am grateful for. So, number one today is that I am grateful for my crystals. I know it's such a, like, I don't know. I just love my crystals so much. I have, um, I have, I think, close to, like, ten or maybe a dozen crystals. But, you know, I like to meditate with them, and I like to, I like to do certain things with my crystals. And, um, I know crystals are, like, a... It's a topic that people find controversial because some people are like, oh, crystals work. Crystals don't work. Um, but I really I really enjoy meditating with my crystals, especially because I just, I really, I really like it. And I believe that my crystals do have a positive influence on me. And yeah, they have, they've been something really important for me the past few months, especially in like my meditation. And I really, really enjoy that. Number two. Now, I'm about to get a little bit deep here, um, but I am very, very grateful that life is ever-changing. And I think, I think I'm grateful for that because if we were to do the same thing every single day and be the same person every single day, we didn't grow, we didn't change, life didn't change, no one would ever make any advancement in anything, no one would ever be able to grow as a person, we wouldn't be able to grow as a community, as a society, you know, and I think I'm, as much as I don't like change, I am grateful that there is change because without it, we would be stuck. And number three, again, I'm getting a little deep here, but I'm really grateful for this day. Um, I recently saw a video on, like, it was kind of like a video on gratitude and it was like, it, it talked a lot about how, you know, there are a lot of people who go to sleep and don't wake up in the morning. And I think I'm just so grateful for this opportunity to live this day because, I, I mean, we all, we all don't know how much longer we have. So I think that appreciation for this day, for this day that we have to live, is something that can be really powerful. Okay, so I know I got really deep there. Now let's 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 kind of lighten the mood a little bit. Um, yeah, let's kind of lighten the mood a little bit. That got really deep. I don't think I've ever gotten that deep on this podcast actually, but that was kind of fun. I like that. I like having deep conversations. So, 
let's get into today's topic. Um, today, I wanted to continue my self-care in school mini-series in the podcast, and this is part four. Now, my last self-care in school series was an interview um, with my friend Inara Akhtar, and we talked a lot about, like, I guess, like, the idea that a lot of kids today, especially in school, like middle school and high school and even college, we identify ourselves so much with our grades and um, we kind of we kind of talked about how grades actually don't define us. They don't define who we are as people. And that was an awesome conversation that I had with her. So definitely go listen to that if you haven't listened to that one already. But today I wanted to talk about staying positive with your school life because Guys, let's be honest, right? There's so many people out there. Like, even I say this a lot. I'm like, oh my gosh, I hate school. I hate school. It's so toxic. It's so this and this and this. Like, students today say that so much. And it's been coming to my realization, especially during the second semester of school, that, like, the reason we hate school is because we're only focusing on the bad parts of it. And I think... The reason I was able to see this was because this is my last, the second the second semester of my eighth grade year is going to be the last year that I have at the school that I've been at for so long. And next year I'm going to high school. And just realizing that, you know, I focused on the negative about school so much that I'm really trying to focus on the positive this second semester, and that means a lot to me. So I wanted to kind of share some of the realizations that I've made about staying positive about your school life. Even like, you know, when you get really stressed out because of your grades, when you get really stressed out because there's drama at school, whatever it is, focusing on the positive in your school life is so, so important. And this second semester has probably been the best semester I've ever had at all my years of school because I've been trying to focus on the good part of my school experience so much that I practically can't see the negative anymore. But, you know, I wanted to share some of this so that you guys don't make the same mistake I did if you're still in school of always seeing the negative in your school experience because I feel like especially in middle school, middle school is such like an important part of your school life because it's your transition between elementary school and high school. It's like you're becoming a teenager and like things are like going crazy. And I think enjoying middle school is something that I wish I did more. Um, so yeah, especially if you're in middle school, this episode is for you. So I'm not saying that school is perfect because it's not. School is hard. School is stressful. Um, some people will just say, I don't want to go to school today. I want to stay home. Why am I even going there? Like, it's just, some people have such a hatred for school. And I understand that. But being conscious about the gratitude that we have makes school easier. And what I mean by this is like, think about it, right? You are complaining about school. But there are places all over the world that are poverty stricken where kids don't have the opportunity to go to school. It's not even a choice for them. They just don't go to school because they can't, either they can't afford it. Their communities don't have the funding for schools. Um, Their families don't have the money to send them to schools and other areas. Whatever it is, you know, there are so many people, there are so many kids who probably are so smart out there that don't have the opportunity to go to school. And... If you do have the opportunity to go to school and you complain about it, 
think in this way. There are so many kids out there who would gladly trade places with you to go to school. But they can't. And I think that I kind of that that really reframed the way I looked at my school experience because that was just huge for me is that I have the opportunity to go to school and I need to make the best out of this experience. That is gratitude to its fullest, especially, you know, we're just middle school kids, we're high school kids, middle school kids, whatever, right? Just the fact that we can appreciate the fact that we can go to school will change the way we look at it so, so much. I cannot emphasize this enough, guys. The way you see school will change after you can fully understand that there are some kids out there who just don't have the opportunity to go to school. And I think that's why it's really important to like, I know this is a side note, I'm getting sidetracked, but I think that's why it's important to give back to those communities so that later on those kids will have the opportunity to go to school and get an education. So yeah, I digress, let's move on. So now let's, I want to talk about this like in a little more modern way. Like there, there was such a trend. I don't know when this was, but like it was a trend for a while. I think it was like the beginning of the school year to like romanticize your school life. And at first I didn't understand it because I was like, okay, you're just trying to make your school life really like aesthetic and nice and stuff. But I didn't get it until the second semester when I realized that it's just like fitting things that you really enjoy into your school life. So maybe it's something like you like to take like really cute, like aesthetic notes in like one of your classes, right? Then romanticizing your school life would mean trying to fit something that you like into all of your classes. And actually, I really, really like that. So I want to share how we can incorporate quote unquote romanticizing your school life and kind of merge that with having a positive attitude. So I'm just going to keep using this example because I really like, I don't know, like, I just, I have these, like, nice, cute aesthetic notebooks and these cute pens and highlighters, and I really like to take cute, like, aesthetic notes like that. I don't know why, I just love to do it. So, I think an example of how we could romanticize our school life would be, like, okay, I take these notes in my science class, so now I can romanticize my school life by taking notes, aesthetic notes that I like to take in like history class and math class and all my other classes as well. So I think finding little joys in each of your classes makes a huge difference as well. Maybe it's not taking notes. Maybe it's like, I don't know, you like to make like funny videos as your projects for school um, or something like that, right? Um, really helps because you can incorporate your passion into what you're doing at school. And that's really, really important. Another thing that I like to do is I like I like to make like funny videos. Um, so what I started doing is like for some of my projects at school, if they require us to make a video, I'll just turn the turn like the information that I'm supposed to be using into like a funny video and I'll like edit it and put like, you know, cool little effects on it. My sister helps me with that. She's really tech savvy, she's awesome. But yeah, I, I kind of try to do that a lot as well and I think doing something like that will really really make a difference because you're incorporating things that you like into your school life which will help you to appreciate that and enjoy your school experience more another thing that makes a difference is the people we're around in school and I know I've talked a lot about this before like your friends your community the people you're around but this makes a difference and here's the thing you could have best friends you could be best friends with someone but 
they just hate school. And all the time they're talking about how they hate school and they never want to come back and they just want to stay home all day and they never want to come back to school. And actually, they could be the nicest people in the world. But that influences you. And I'm not saying you need to get rid of them. I'm saying you need to, you know, kind of decide what is your opinion on that rather than just adopting someone else's opinion. And the people we are around, they do make a difference. And I think once we start to understand and appreciate um, the opportunity that we have for school, that can help us to validate our own opinion on, okay, I appreciate my school school life and I'm going to have a positive mindset about it helps us to kind of distinguish, okay, this is my opinion versus my friend's opinion. And it's fine to still be friends with that person. It's fine to be best friends with that person, but it's also okay to have a difference of opinion once in a while. And this can be one of those things. And like I said before, being 100% positive all the time isn't realistic. Why? Because school is hard. It's easy to get stressed at school. And, I mean, school is hard. That's just how it is. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't keep trying to stay more positive about it. And romanticizing our school life, like I said earlier, can kind of help with that, I guess. Just kind of helping us to incorporate things that we like into school will help us to, I guess, kind of understand that school is not just this horrible place that we have to go every day to suffer, like... Maybe it seems that way at first, but if we can make the, a conscious effort to turn that quote-unquote horrible situation into something that we can actually enjoy, that makes a difference. And no matter what school you go to, you can do this. And obviously, this is going to be different for every single person, depending on where you are, what school you go to, whatever it is. But doing these little things makes a difference. And if you can, you know, later on, reflect and see how much progress you've made in this you will be proud of yourself and it makes a difference another thing is that you know a lot of people tend to think oh my gosh stress is bad I need to stop stressing uh I need to stop stressing about this test you know I'll be fine I'll be fine actually I'm here to tell you that it is okay and it is normal to be stressed Accept your stress because saying, oh, I need to stop stressing is not going to get rid of it. Accepting your stress allows your mind to think, okay, I am stressed and this is okay, but this is not forever. After this test is over and I get my grade, I'm going to accept my grade and let's say it's a bad grade. Okay, what am I going to do about that? I'm going to work extra hard to make up for this bad grade. If it's a good grade, reflect. Ask yourself why you were stressed and ask yourself what did that do to negatively impact you and what did it do to positively impact you. Reflection is a huge part of stress and stress is a huge part of school. So by the transitive property of, a, I don't know, I'm using a math reference, guys, but um, yeah. So in that way, reflection is important to school. Okay, I'm going to explain my reference because in math, there's a transitive property where it's like if A equals B and B equals C, then A equals C. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm geeking out right now. Let's refocus. Okay, here we go. Let's keep going. 
So yes, make sure that you are accepting your stress rather than immediately saying, oh my gosh, I'm stressed out. Ugh, I'm stressed out. Okay, I need to get rid of the stress. I need to, um, um, I need to uh, just get rid of it. Like, no, it's okay to be stressed and it's normal to be stressed. Obviously, you don't want to be stressed 24-7 because that is not healthy for us. But it is completely normal to get stressed once in a while over a test or a quiz or whatever it is. And rather accepting that stress and then moving on from it is healthy. And also, like, if we don't move on from that stress, that's what leads to burnout. And then from burnout, we really just need a reset. So I think preventing burnout comes from accepting the stress that you have rather than accumulating it and just exploding, you know? Okay, next is our school struggles. Look. No one is completely perfect in school. I know it seems like it. There might be those few kids who seem like they're like super perfect. They do sports. They are getting all A's. They're, I don't know, involved in like student government, stuff like that. But they are not perfect. No one is perfect in school. Maybe you're not good at English. Maybe you're not good at math. Maybe you're not good at science. Maybe you're not good at history. Maybe you're not good at sports. Maybe you're not good at, I don't know, the social part of it. Whatever it is, no one is perfect in school. And that is absolutely fine. I feel like so many times we tell ourselves that we have to be perfect in school. But we don't have to. Oh my gosh, I can't stress that enough. No one is going to be perfect in school. That's not possible. We all have insecurities and we all have things that we're struggling with. And that is what we need to accept. Right? If we're struggling in math, like I'm not a math person. I struggle with math. Um, but I'm fine in everything else. So math is my struggle. And for the longest time, I told myself, oh, it's okay. Just, you know, keep practicing. You'll be fine. <laughs> I wasn't fine. And I needed tutoring. And I got the tutoring and I got the help that I needed. And I grew. I did better in math. And I started understanding things a lot better. And I had to curb my pride first, right? There's so much like... There's so many stereotypes around like, oh, yeah, if you're getting tutoring, you're stupid. <laughs> we just need to stop that. We need to stop judging people based on their academics, based on their grades. We need to stop that as, as a group, as a society, whatever it is. We need to stop that because that's promoting these stereotypes that, oh, tutoring is bad. Getting help is bad. Getting help shows that you're weak. Getting tutoring shows that you're stupid. Whatever it is, we need to stop thinking that. And we need to curb, we need to stop our pride. We need to curb our pride. Go around it and get the help that you need for whatever it is. Getting tutoring is fine. Asking for help is totally fine. And I encourage both of them if you feel like you really need it. And a lot of times you're like, oh yeah, no, 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 I don't need it. But if you see that you are constantly having trouble with a certain subject or a certain topic or whatever it is, understand that it's totally fine to get help. Okay, um, I know this is going to be a longer episode, but there's a few more things that I want to talk about today. This is important. This is an important episode. I'm I'm really liking this episode right now too. Okay. Develop a plan for how you can achieve your academic goals and find the little ways you can improve on a daily basis and work towards achieving your goals. So by this, I mean, this kind of goes hand in hand with the romanticizing your school life thing. Um, I I find that it's really important to have a planner. 
having a planner and writing down your assignments, things like that is important. But what I like to do every week, every Sunday night, in my planner, I write down what is my goal for the week. Sometimes it's to be productive. Sometimes it is just to study for all my quizzes and tests. Sometimes it's just finish your project or whatever it is, right? It can be as small as take a break more often or it can be be more productive, whatever it is. Find your academic goal for a week. I, I would recommend doing it per week because per month is like, then you have to set a, a bigger goal and per day it's going to be a smaller goal. So I would recommend per week, do setting a goal per week um, just because that, that's a more fitting time and it gives you time to work on the goal. So definitely doing something like that really, really helps to kind of help you focus on what you want to kind of focus on this week and what you want to work on. And make sure your goals are realistic, right? You don't want to do something like finish the entire week's work by Monday. No, that's not realistic. We all know that. So make sure your goals are fit to yourself. Make sure they're like tailored to what you want to do and make sure that you can do it. It's normal to be, have to push yourself a little bit to reach your goals, but don't make them so hard that you're like getting stressed out to like solve your goal or solve the problem or whatever it is. So, like I said, just remember to work hard and be productive, but also be realistic, right? Don't overwork yourself. And I feel like a lot of times we often blame our stress or our, like, when we're burnt out on school. When it's us overworking ourselves, I feel like that's, that happens so much. That happened to me so much. And it still continues to happen to me a lot still. Like, I'll be, like, super stressed out and, like, overworked. And I'll be like, oh, my God, I can't believe my teachers gave me so much work when it's, like, what, like, five or six assignments. And I just sat down and I tried to finish all of them in the span of 30 minutes. And I couldn't. I'm just getting really upset. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not going to finish this. I'm not going to get dice. I'm not going to get into college. I'm not going to get a good job. Oh, what's going to happen to me? Like, that cycle is so common for us as students to get into. It's crazy. So what we need to do is we need to make sure that we're having a good balance between working and being productive and taking breaks and resting as well. That's really important. And lastly, communicate with your teachers. To anyone in middle school, that is the best advice I can give you. Talk with your teachers and, you know, communicate with them. I know a lot of people who, who, right, talk with the teachers, but it's just such a formal basis. Like, oh, hi, miss, whatever. Um, what is our assignment for today? Or, hi, mister, whatever. Um, can I have the homework that we did yesterday? It's such a formal basis. But what I would recommend is, like, get to know your teachers a little bit. Ask them how they're doing. Ask them how their family's doing. If Ask them what they did over the weekend or on a long break. If you've gone like winter break or whatever it is, ask them what they did on winter break. Get to know your teachers a little bit um, because that not only helps you to like understand where they're coming from a lot of the time, but it also helps you to have empathy for them because a lot of times we tend to see our teachers as like these superhumans who like know everything about this subject and like are going to give us so much work that we're going to get burnt out and then we're going to hate them. Kind of try to understand where your teachers are coming from a little bit and also 
you know, showing that kind of empathy helps you to find it easier to ask your teachers for help um, when you do need help. So, like, let's say you're, you had a conversation with your teacher about what you did over the weekend. And later on in the class period, you need help on, I don't know, let's say it's math, on math worksheet. You're going to find it easier to ask your teacher for help because you were able to empathize with them. And that is a huge thing, I feel like. And that has been an important thing for me is, you know, getting to know my teachers a little bit better. And at first it seems awkward. You're like, oh, well, they're my teacher. Why would I, you know, do that? But they're people as well. Before they're teachers, they're people. And yeah, that is it for today, guys. I know this episode was so long, but it was so much fun. I loved, I loved this episode, guys. This was awesome. And I hope you can take something away from this. Um, you know, whether it's how to romanticize your school life or how to stay more positive, whatever it is, take something away and, you know, try to implement that in your school life. Let's end today with a quote, as always, to get a good start to your week. One's best success comes after their greatest disappointments. Henry Ward Beecher. Thank you guys so much for listening. And remember to rate, review, and share this podcast with other people so that we can get this to more people and help people all over the world. And thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you next week. Bye. And thanks for listening to today's episode of the For Us podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Remember, share this podcast with friends and family who will benefit from the information and stories we're sharing here at the For Us podcast. You can contact me at lowercase, all lowercase, foruspodcast108 at gmail.com. Again, that's for us podcast 108 at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and see you next time.